Manatee Memorial Hospital, providing advanced healthcare services in a caring and compassionate environment, presents Manatee Talk Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. The Da Vinci Surgical System offers a minimally invasive alternative to both open surgery and laparoscopy because it requires only a few tiny incisions and offers greater vision, precision, and control for the surgeon. Patients can often recover sooner, move on to additional treatments if needed, and get back to daily life quicker. My guest today is Dr. Aksay Kalathia. He's a head and neck surgeon and a member of the medical staff at Manatee Memorial Hospital. Welcome to the show, Doctor. So what cancer procedures can be performed using this robotic technology? The robotic technology is very advantageous for head and neck cancers that involve the oropharynx. The oropharynx is the area in the back of the oral cavity or the back of the throat. Traditionally, it's been a very challenging area to visualize and treat, and the robotic technology gives us access to that area to safely and more effectively remove the cancers. So as they've typically been difficult to visualize, how is this different than performing these procedures using the traditional surgical methods? What do you do differently? Traditionally, the surgery to access that area would be very extensive, oftentimes having to split the jaw open to get all the way into the back of the throat. Because for a cancer operation, you really have to have good visibility. And initially, the, vi- the way to visualize these cancers would be to split open the jaw, get all the way into the back of the tongue, back of the throat, so you can accurately remove the cancer. But as you can imagine, that would involve a lengthy recovery time, larger scars, larger blood loss, higher infection rate. And because of that, surgery for the oropharynx really went out of favor for a number of years, and most people required radiation and chemotherapy to try to avoid such a debilitating surgery. But the robotic surgery has allowed us to, again, do surgery in that area because the access is much more minimal and the recovery is much faster. So let's speak about the recovery a little and some of the benefits to the patient. And even with some of these oropharyngeal cancers, doctor, it's not necessarily vanity, but as you stated, these are difficult cancers to treat because of their location, but also because of what it's like for the patient afterward. So how does this make that a little bit better? Yeah, that's a good question. And of course, when it comes to the face, we don't want to underestimate cosmetics as well, uh, especially when there's deformities that could potentially occur from disfiguring surgery. So of course, the obvious advantage is there's less scars, less deformity. Uh, More importantly is the swallowing is a big issue. As you can imagine, our throat is very important to initiate and carry out a swallow. And the problem with these debilitating surgeries we used to do is the swallowing Uh, would oftentimes be difficult for many patients. Even with the radiation and chemo that replaced the older surgery, that's always been the big problem, is the patients would have a very tough time swallowing, and sometimes up to 20% of patients would not be able to swallow. So the big advantage the robotic surgery affords us is it allows us to get just as high a cure rate with less of a cosmetic deformity, and more importantly, a much better swallowing success rate for a larger number of patients. What about benefits to the surgeon? Are you in a better position? You mentioned visualization. How does it help you guys? 
Well, of course, visibility for a surgeon is very important. So the the, the optics of the camera uh, afford us to see things better. Access, getting to places uh, quickly and with causing less deformity is, is advantageous for the surgeon as well. And the robotics also has some built-in features. Um, because you're sitting at a console, ergonomically, uh, for long operations, the surgeon is in a more relaxed position, so they're going to have less fatigue and be able to concentrate better. And the robotics also has a built-in tremor reduction feature. So if there's any hesitation or tremor, the robotics will automatically correct for that. And what happens as far as recovery time? Does it minimize that and and a little bit of what is life like? Yes. So the recovery time are often reduced quite substantially with this type of surgery compared to the older types of surgery. Patients are swallowing faster many times within three, four days of the surgery or sometimes earlier. They need a a temporary feeding tube sometimes, but even when they do need it, it comes out much faster. Uh, The pain is present. Uh, All of these surgeries, of course, when you're operating in the back of the throat, there are a lot of nerve fibers there. So the pain is there, but again, compared to the older surgery, it's not as painful and people are able to be switched to oral pain medicines rather than requiring IV pain medications much earlier. So as we're talking about this TORS-type surgery for oropharyngeal cancers, Give us a little background on those, a little risk factor. Who is at risk for these type of cancers, and who would even detect them? Traditionally, if you had no history of smoking, you virtually had no chance of getting throat cancers. But over the past 10 to 15 years, there's been an epidemic of the human papilloma virus. And the human papilloma virus is something that most of the population gets exposed to, but a certain percentage of people, for reasons we don't understand, they're not able to clear the virus from their system. And very rarely it can lead to a cancer. So, but the majority of these patients we're seeing are not necessarily smokers or drinkers. They are getting it because of a viral transmission that converts some of their cells into a cancer. So the typical person we see is somebody in their 50s and 60s, a prominent member of the community, uh, very healthy otherwise, and just happens to pick up this type of a cancer. And the most common presentation is a, a mass in the neck. So if you feel a lump or a bump in the neck, in that age group, it's very suspicious that there may be something inside causing that neck mass. So neck masses in adults should uh, readily retreat, receive treatment, care, and uh, evaluation. So if it is an HPV-positive oropharyngeal cancer, do they expect adjuvant therapies, is chemotherapy, radiation, any of these other things involved, or is this TORS surgery pretty much what they get? As with all cancers, the more advanced the cancer, the more you need all the tools in the toolbox, including radiation, chemo, and uh, surgery. The advantage of the TORS approach is that with certain levels of cancers that normally would have gotten radiation and chemo, we are able to customize the therapy based on what we find during the operation. Whereas before the operation, you would just guess how much cancer was present based on PET scans and CAT scans. Whereas when we use the TORS technique, we can verify exactly how much cancer is involving which tissues precisely. 
So in many cases, based upon that information, we can avoid radiation and chemo altogether or sometimes reduce the amount of radiation therapy they would have normally gotten and avoid the chemotherapy. But some cancers that are very aggressive and very advanced will still need radiation and chemo. And what kind of training is, in, you know, is required for doctors to use the da Vinci robot for any of these type of cancers? Well, certainly for doing head and neck cancer, one needs to have done an otolaryngology head and neck residency. And then many times the uh, techniques that are learned for open surgery also apply to robotic surgery. So anybody doing robotic surgery, of course, needs to be able to be very well-versed in doing any kind of open cancer head and neck surgery. As far as specifically for the TORS robotic surgery, extensive training is required both to become familiar with the technology and the machinery and how to put everything together and troubleshoot, as well as some of the more specific ways in which the robot is controlled, um, as well as relearning some of the anatomy, because the robot allows us to approach things from the inside out rather than the outside in. So surgeons need to relearn some of that anatomy from an inside out perspective. Uh, and all of that training requires uh, attending conferences, visiting uh, the surgeons who devised this technology. I was very fortunate to be able to train under the two surgeons that uh, invented the robotic surgery at the University of Pennsylvania. I visited that hospital on three separate occasions, uh, observed the surgeons do the procedure, did some cadaveric training, did live animal training, uh, as well as computer simulated training. So there is quite a bit of investment uh, and time that is required for the surgeon to convert to robotic tor surgery. So in summary, doctor, what would you like to tell people who've been diagnosed with cancer, head and neck cancer, and are in need of surgery? What would you like to tell them about the robotic technology? Well, first of all, of course, I want to educate patients, again, that anytime you have symptoms in the throat or a lump in the neck, if it lasts for a couple of weeks, that's okay. But anything lasting for more than three or four weeks should definitely be evaluated by your initially your primary care doctor who will then send you to an ENT doctor for further verification. Uh, and then if you do get the diagnosis of a, a, a HPV-positive cancer, the good news is that cancer is very readily treated. Uh, it's very amenable to the robotic surgery, and the success rates are very, very high compared to the older forms of head and neck cancer. And why should they come to Manatee Memorial Hospital for their care? Manatee Memorial has shown a lot of dedication. There are several surgeons on, ta on staff through many specialties uh, that have been doing robotic surgery for a number of years. The staff is very dedicated, very trained. Um, along with myself, several staff members also have attended TORS robotic conferences uh, to get up-to-the-date cutting-edge training. And the administration has been very supportive with uh, giving us the proper equipment so we can utilize the latest technology for the benefit of our patients. Thank you so much, Doctor, for being with us today. You're listening to Manatee Talk Radio with Manatee Memorial Hospital. For more information, you can go to manateememorial.com. That's manateememorial.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Manatee Memorial Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. Individual results may vary. There are risks associated with any surgical procedure. Speak with your physician about these risks to find out if robotic surgery is right for you. 
This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.